Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. Comment ça va? Ça va bien aujourd'hui. Ooh. Wow. How about toi. you? Toi. 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 Wait, that's saying you, toi. right? <laughs> you. You? Same. Same. <laughs> IDK. Whatever. IDK. cares? I'm fine. Trace fatty gay. <laughs> oh yeah, show. I am fatty gay. <laughs> no, I'm show. You're That's you're are you're show. Right? Show chode chode. Chode, you're chode. You're chode. For sure. Noise, noise, noise. All right. Anyway, best intro ever. <laughs> I think it's up there, yeah. Probably. Anyway, what's up? Oh, nothing. What up with you? Samesies. Samesies. What you reading? I'm, um, well, this book, and I'm really happy that you agreed to the, um, chapter changes. Little switcheroo. Because <laughs> Ashley messaged us, and I was like, suck it up, buttercup, thinking that it was, like, kind of maybe, like, a winner's situation. But then mm-hmm. when I was reading it, I was like, this is really going on forever. And then I looked in the actual book and was like, oh, I made an error. <laughs> Whoopsie-daisy. It would have been, like, 50% of the book in week one. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot to talk about. Yeah, so, sorry. So, um, I'm reading. That means you just have less reading next week. Well, no, now we have more. The people who have read. The people who have oh, read yeah, ahead. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know if anybody did. Who, Like, who even knows, you know? Who even truly who knows? Even knows? Yeah. What are you reading? What are you watching, listening to? No, I, no, I asked you first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm reading. Well, I'm, I started reading. I'm, it's very preliminary. I started reading when I couldn't sleep last night. Um, the Invisible Girl by Lisa Jewell. And I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to pick it up after we record um, The Measure by Nikki. Fuck, that didn't help. Calic, I think. I have got the book over there that I'm trying to read and I can't see it. Yes, she took her glasses off to try and read it. Yep. It didn't work at all. Anyway, it didn't work. Yeah, that's all. And then I finished. Um, I'm glad my mom died. It was so good. Highly recommend. Five stars. Oh, I'll read and it. And I'm not I'll even a I'll fan. listen to it. Yeah. Mm. Like, I wasn't a fan of her beforehand. Hi, Marty. <laughs> but yeah, would recommend. She And she narrates it herself, and she's she killed him. <laughs> what is he doing? Why He's are you just... being creepy, Marty? <laughs> Oh, what about you? Sorry. Okay, yes. Um, me. I am. <laughs> I am listening to the woman in the window by Ooh. A. J. Finn. Ooh, finally! Like that's a bajillion years old. 
how far are you what's happened literally I just started it and then I had to catch up on all my other things like podcasts and stuff and so I only am in a few chapters into the woman in the window I'll the story once I'm caught up there oh nice yeah 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 the storyline in that book is great because it's like in her house. Mm-hmm. She's just won't go outside is what I'm getting. Yes. Yes. And she just lurks on everybody. Yeah. That's a good book. It was a good book. I read it quickly. I remember. Should I say hello to all these new babes? How many? I didn't even count. There's too many for me to count. I can't count that high. Yep. Say hello. Okay. All right. <gasps> Tracy, Shannon, Janet, Jen, Sarah, Jessica, Catherine, Michelle, Carolyn, Gail, Lindsay, Kayla, <gasps> Deanna, Danny, Jackie, Matuse. Oh my God, you're still going? Tegan, Sarah, Laurel, VJ, Haley, and Ace. Wow. Hello. Hi. They came in. They, they, what is it? They flocked. They to flocked us. to us in droves. In droves. In droves. Yes. yes. That's and um, Hello. that's because Leanne shouted us out in a Facebook group somewhere. Nice. Love that for us. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Leanne. Um, I do want to say too. I had a little, a little tiny convo with I think a new babe, Kathleen. Um. She asked what we were reading for tomorrow, what the first week was, because there was a little bit of confusion there. And then I had said to her that I wouldn't have picked this book up otherwise if we hadn't chosen it for the pod, because, like, I'm not really, like, I I can respect a video game, but it's not really my thing. And Mm -hmm. she wrote back and said that, um, let me see, I never played a video game in my life, so I wasn't sure I would like this book. What I found was just as the beloved Beartown series wasn't all about hockey, this book is not all about gaming, which I love that connection between the two because mm-hmm. I'm not a hockey fan and I love Beartown, so I feel like mm-hmm. it would be unique, right? Because there's just more Ooh, to it. Kathleen, little insight. Okay. Yeah, she gets an insight. Because so I was... Cool. Truly confused at the beginning, I'll be honest. The first chapter, I was like, what are we reading? A book about video games? Okay, cool, cool, awesome. Wow, fun times. I was worried it was going (laughs) to... Excuse me. I was worried it was going to be, like... I don't don't mean this in a bad way. Like, nerdy. But, like, really Mm -hmm. nerdy. And I don't Mm -hmm. know anything about... Like, I'm a nerd, but in, like, an 80-year-old way, right? Like, yes, we yes. Like to dogs and books. And crochet. Yes, and sleep and all that kind of stuff. I don't know much <laughs> yes. about gaming. But anyway, so far, it's pretty cool. I'm a sleeping nerd, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm more uh, of I'm a, a nerd, big nerd rope. About... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a soft and chewy nerd rope. Soft and chewy nerd you know, mm, I'm a nerd but in rope form. Mm. What else are you doing? What do you catch up? What pods did you catch up on and all that? Oh, oh, our friends in Utah will be happy to know I'm listening to the new episode, new season of Cold. So, oh, does it take place in the Ta? All of it. It's like I guess. I guess the journalist is from Utah, so all of his. Um, they're all three seasons are about somebody who's gone missing. Interesting. In the Utah mm-hmm. area. Very interesting. Hmm. 
cool yeah other than that okay should we talk about the book yeah because uh, i feel like it's gonna be a lot yes okay it's so good are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, we're reading tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, and it is by Gabriel Seven. And this week we are reading part one and part two, not part three, because this is our so, podcast. In their ears, in their ears, <laughs> in their ears. <laughs> okay, so we're starting with part one called "Sick Kids," which this was a whole element that I was like not expecting. I feel like it already had depth, like right in mm-hmm. part one, which expecting so anyway chapter one first we meet samson mazer who was formerly samson mazer but spelled different without the mm-hmm. z and with a u and an r mm-hmm. <laughs> and before all of that he was just sam he is on his way to meet his academic advisor sam has a roommate who we find out is called marks and he's borrowed his jacket which we find out is kind of just this little thing that marks and sam do because marks comes from a really wealthy family and sam does not um because he came to california from mass i can never say this massachusetts 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 right because you don't want to say massachusetts massachusetts Okay, so he came to California from Massachusetts. Reverse, (laughs) though. He came from California, too. Massachusetts. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, so all of that. He went to that Um, place. Yeah. Well, he's going to Harvard, okay? Yeah, there (laughs) we go. Everybody knows where Wherever that is. is. Exactly. (laughs) And it's winter in California. (laughs) Use a map. Jesus. Don't make me do all the work. (laughs) Ask Jeeves or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah print out those map quest directions yeah Sheesh. okay i've heard of map quest but... <laughs> okay god okay so sorry <laughs> okay so he's working his way through this subway crowd and we find out at, at that point that he's a bit of a smaller guy and so he's feeling quite a bit like frogger which i was like i can get on board with frogger that was the game it was like bing, bing, what was this like gotta get across yeah I know, I know that premise, but wasn't there like a theme song? Like, oh, I never played Frogger. You never played it. Mm-mm. All right, so something. So there is a 
clog in the crowd because everybody is looking at something. And so he's trying to get out of the station and he realizes that if he doesn't turn and find out what everybody is looking at, his roommate is going to call him a misanthrope. Did I say that right? Sure, yeah. Which I looked up. It means that you have a general dislike of society. Um, (laughs) And he is, but he doesn't want to be called that. So he's like, I better look. And when he goes to see what everybody's looking at, he spots someone. And that someone is Sadie Green. So we then find out that they were both in the smart kids circuit, um, even though Sadie went to a fancy L.A. private school and Sam went to a public L.A. school. Um, She was what he thinks a popular nerd, and he was not. He knew she went to MIT, and when he went to Harvard, he wondered if they would run into each other, but he never instigated it. So Sam is very much like, um, it's weird. He's like, he's got a tendency to like make things up in his head, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, he's a storyteller, yes. He's a storyteller, yes he is, but he doesn't like act on it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And then when it doesn't play out the way that he thought that it should, he makes up more stories to justify his hard feelings anyway (laughs) so he calls her name and he chases after her he says an inside joke i didn't write it down but it catches her attention and she finally hears him and she smiles at him and he compares this to a time lapse he watched once of a rose blooming which got me right in the heart because i was like i want someone to compare my smile to that that's real cute so everyone has been staring at a poster for the magic eye it's called an auto stereogram um, you can see a hidden picture within it. Everybody knows those, like, little books I in the 90s. Those. You love those? They hurt my eyeballs, man. My grandma, my, my nanny, my nanny and poppy had a book, and I was, that was, I'd always, when we'd go there, that was the first thing I'd get off the shelf, and then I'd just be like, magic eyes. She was going. Magic eyes. She was going to yeah. the book. And that's where your love of reading started. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I read so many great stories. Yeah, you're like, why aren't I seeing the picture? Exactly. That's okay, why it okay, takes okay. me so long to read. <laughs> you're just looking for the visual. Yeah, where's the picture? <laughs> okay, so um, Sam convinces Sadie to stay and try to see the hidden image, and she agrees if he will do it with her. Um, he wears glasses, so he says that these things never work for him. And so instead of trying to figure out what the image is, he watches Sadie. Sam tells her that she is in the wrong square because they're in the Harvard square. And she tells him that her boyfriend lives around here. Interesting. Sam is funny. They have good banter. She's like, my train is coming. And he's like, that's how trains work. And I just thought that was funny that he's like, just really stale and kind of sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for that. If that's like their dynamic, then I'll support this. Um, and then again, I said, Sam tends to make up stories when he feels rejected, I think. So that was at the very beginning that I picked this out. So it's just, I think it just gets worse. Um, Sadie runs back to him after she leaves and she gives him her game to play. She finds out that he finds out rather that it's called Solution. Um, long story short, he takes it home. He's like, I'm not going to play it. He was using it as like motivation to get his uh school work done it sounds like he's in advanced math and he doesn't necessarily love love it but he's good at it so it's like that rock in a hard place kind of thing 
And his roommate, Mark, spots the game on Sam's desk and asks what it is. They decide to play together. And hours later, they have completed it together. And they are both surprised that it's that good. And Mark says to Sam, your friend is sick as hell and maybe a genius. How do you know him again? Which I thought was maybe some foreshadowing into mm-hmm. Sadie's whole journey as a programmer. Today's the day that Sadie meets Sam. She was kicked out of her sister's hospital room. We find out that her older sister, Alice, is battling cancer. Um, but Alice is not dying sick is what she kind of calls it she has leukemia with a high root the type of leukemia she has has a high remission rate um, and she's also responding well to treatment and that she'll likely start high school on time with the rest of her peers so like best Um, worst case scenario yes best worst case scenario exactly um since sadie has been kicked out of her sister's room um a nurse recognizes her as one of the many neglected siblings of sick children which would be a strange that would be a strange feeling yes um she was the nurse takes her to the game room and um sadie is reflecting on the words that Alice said to her as she was getting kicked out they were having a fight and Sadie or Alice said that she has no friends so Sadie's agreeing that she might not have friends but she's felt like she's never needed them because Alice has always been everything to her um and even though Alice's prognosis is good um Sadie is often caught thinking about a world without her sister and she feels bleak a lot of the time that would be sad. so yeah um so in the game room sh- there is another boy already playing video games um he has crutches and a strange medieval like contraption on his left foot he can tell that he's about the same age as her um so he can she continues to watch him play super mario um he offers to offer sadie to continue playing the rest of his life and she says i can wait till you're dead and then she's like uh (laughs) i mean sorry you actually might be dying because we are in a children's hospital (laughs) oh man just keep digging (laughs) we find out that well, yeah, Sam is dying, but he's not actively dying. Or, yeah, <laughs> Sam is dying. He's not actively dying, though. Sadie then opens up to him and tells him that his sister, her sister, is sick, and that's why she's here. Um, and she's dying of dysentery, which she knows to stay away from <laughs> cancer talk because it's like a mood ruiner and conversation ender. Yes, um, yes it is. Did you look up what that is? Yes, it's diarrhea. Dying of diarrhea. Extreme diarrhea! Extreme <laughs> diarrhea! Uh, Just give me a caramel macchiato and I'll have dysentery. Dysentery? What's dysentery? Wait, what did you say it was called? It's dysentery. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> She'll have it if we give her I'll anything. 
exactly. Um, so she then tells the boy that she's been struggling because nobody pays attention to her anymore. And this summer she was supposed to be going to space camp and she's now not allowed to go. Um, Sam then tells her his story that she he was in a car accident and his foot was broken in 27 places and it ha- might have to be cut off. And he says that it's pretty much just a flesh bag at this point. Well, <laughs> um, he tells Sadie that she's weird and she knows this. And then he she does open up and tell him that her sister has cancer. Sam and his family are from K-Town in Los Angeles, whereas Sadie and her family are from the Flats, which is closer to Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Living in Beverly Hills. Um, his grandparents own a pizza place and it has a donkey kong machine in it which sadie thinks is like the best thing ever um her, her mom collects her from the game room and the nurse realizes that she was hanging out with sam and she pulls sadie's mom to the side and is like i need to talk to your mom so she thinks she's in trouble um and then we find out that Sam was in an awful car accident, more than probably just what he said, a car accident. And he hasn't spoken more than two words in six weeks. And Sadie's just like, he seemed like a normal kid to me, like we were talking perfectly fine. And her do mom suggests. Think, wait, oh, yes. do you think that Sam's mom died in the car accident? I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Yes. And that's like why he's out talking and mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, her mom makes the suggestion and brings up that she's supposed to be doing community service for her bat mitzvah, and that maybe she could talk to Sam and count her hours that way. Um and Sadie considers this, but also says Allowing yourself to play with someone is no small risk. And then years later, Sam would say in an interview that there's no more intimate act than play. Even It's even more intimate than sex. So you can see how they both kind of feel about gaming and playing and getting with somebody on that kind of level. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sadie and Sam continue their friendship. They competed against each other sometimes, but most of the time they co-piloted one single player. Um, they end up finding pretty much everything out about each other. She's taught him coding and then in turn, he's taught her how to draw. He starts making these MC Escher type mazes for Sadie, which is his first attempts at writing video games, essentially. And then Sadie's also like on her way out. Hey, nurse, sign this form for me. It's just my volunteer hours. Timesheet. Hmm. Hi. Sorry. I need my volunteer hours. Okay. Bye. Thank Did you. you catch that at one point when he's making those mazes, he says he's making them so that Sadie can find the solution? Oh, no. I didn't notice that. No. 
Dang yeah, it. So I was like, I wonder if that's why mm. she named her game. Because mm. it's all like essentially a maze. But anyway, anyway. Yes. So her grandma, Frida, is picking her up and is asking her if she's actually doing customer service. Because it sounds like you guys are friends more than anything. Um, and Sadie defends herself by saying like, mom said it was okay kind of thing bratty kind of feeling community service sorry you said customer service and i was like is that right or is that community (laughs) community service sorry sorry not customer service uh come on now sure yeah um customer service is essentially community service let's be honest (laughs) let's be honest everybody you know it's true um then she also brushes her grandma's grandma off by saying like i'm helping and also he doesn't need to know like it's fine i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and grandma then shares some wisdom from her german childhood upbringing and they're obviously jewish so she did have some trials and tribulations mm-hmm. um and says that friendship is friendship and charity is charity i think you're going to end up hurting your friends and like these don't cross over i love that insight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought that was very smart that you can't give charity Mm -hmm. to your friends Mm -mm. no no Mm -hmm. it is true very true um of course sadie knows that her grandmother is right but she still continues giving her time card because she likes all of the praise that she's getting and that she knows is she knows that is true, but she also knows that Sam is the best friend that she's ever had. Predictably, their friendship ends when Sam finds out um, after 14 months, aka 609 hours, plus the four from the first day they met, but she doesn't count that on her sheet. Um, that sucks, that right? Yeah, 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 it does, but she learned maybe learned her lesson maybe i don't know we'll find out maybe Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. at her bat mitzvah she was awarded um exception exceptional record of good works because she had 609 hours and she only needed 20 (laughs) 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 yeah that's good so now we are introduced to fucking dob who is the advanced game seminar teacher. He is Sadie's 28-year-old professor. He is also a fucking predator, and I don't like him one bit (laughs) right off the bat. Groomer much? (laughs) Did I send you that reel about Mm -hmm. my first (laughs) The dog dog groomer? (laughs) You're you're beautiful. You're a beautiful dog. You look you're really mature for your age. You're really <laughs> mature. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. So this class is not to teach. So this is Dob. He's explaining this class is not to teach them how to program, but to teach them how to make a compelling game. So Dob wants the game to quote suck his dick and make him come. End quote. Which is just so inappropriate to say as a teacher no like be a cool teacher but don't tell your students that you want their games to suck your dick and make you come like next level (laughs) it really just makes him yeah he's fucking awful 
Yes. I mean, I feel like that. He's a pig. He is a pig. He is. Okay. So we find out that there is one other girl in the class and her name is Hannah. And then we find out from Sadie that being a woman in this world is difficult. So much so that other women don't want to interact with women because men see them as less than. And that fucking pissed me off. But I get it. Mm -hmm. That's just the industry. And I hate that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Dov does not like shooting games. He likes hand-to-hand combat, we find out. They all have to make a game and present it. And then Dov picks it apart. So they do this. Sadie's first game she makes is called Emily Blaster. And it's about the poetry of Emily Dickinson. Essentially, you you have an inkwill and you have to shoot out the words to make one of Emily Dickinson's poems. The class hates her game, but Dov doesn't hate it. Uh, this inspires her to be ambitious with her second game assignment. So Sadie distributes her game called Solution, and it's about being a factory worker and assembling nondescript widgets. You don't really know what you're doing while you're playing the game. You can exchange points for information. Um, And that is kind of the whole point of the game, which I loved Mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. She said she kept saying it was inspired by her grandmother and nobody Mm -hmm. was like getting it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's like, this is going to be a sweet little game for an old granny. (laughs) For an old granny. Okay. So we find out that Hannah does not like the game so much so that she emails Sadie. And then when Sadie responds, she just responds with, fuck you. Which is just great. Um, then we find out that Dov had to talk Hannah down from wanting to have him report Sadie to the school. He tells Sadie that he guesses she didn't like being told she was a Nazi. And this is kind of when we're like, what is this game? So the idea of her game was that if you won the game on points, you lost it in mor- morale. You lost it morally. So... Mm-hmm. You don't find out that you are a Nazi building shit to help the Germans. Yeah. 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 Unless you trade your points for information. So if you were what a typical gamer would do, which is go through the game trying to get a high score, you would. But then it would be like, congratulations, you are the worst Nazi in the world. Not that. It was like rankings, like properly or whatever. Yeah. But then if you found information... You could work slower and produce less and use that to your advantage. And then you would be a, um, fuck, what's that word? Like a, like a rebel, like you were rebelling against yeah. the, yeah. so you got mm-hmm. less points, but you weren't fucking Nazi. <laughs> um, so Sadie and Dov end up getting together and she learns a lot from him and she falls in love with him. And that's when we find out that he's fucking married. Of course cool. he is. Because yep. pig. Because pig. So yes, his wife is in Israel. They are separated, apparently. Never believe it. Never believe it. Uh, Sadie stays with him and she has the affair and she gets an internship, but she never mentions her famous gamer boyfriend. She wants to protect both him and her. She wants to make her own name for herself, which I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, we, f- we find out that she had been with Dov for 10 months before she saw Sam in the subway station. And she had seen Sam before he saw her. Uh, Dov is heading back to Israel for winter break. Sadie realizes how lonely she was before she met Dov. 
she senses he might be losing interest in her and so she tries harder which i hate hate hate, Ugh, hate um it. don't do it dov has yeah. <laughs> dov has such a bold opinion on everything that if they share different opinions on something he will belittle her for it cool red flag red fucking flag um run away she goes back to cat yeah she goes back to california for a break but she doesn't tell anyone about dob another red flag she doesn't even tell alice um alice is studying medicine at ucla which i love for her because she like went mm-hmm. through it and now she's like gonna helping to- other people yes. yeah yeah um and then i wrote Oh, okay, cool. We find out Alice was the one who told Sam about Sadie's community service project. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, Sadie had tried to keep Alice and Sam separate and it ended up backfiring. Sam asks her if he was a charity. So after he finds out, he asks her if he was a charity case. Um, because she calls him on the phone and she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm on a charity case. And Sadie says, no, that he's her best friend, but he doesn't believe her. And he, he racks his brain trying to figure mm-hmm. out what the worst thing that he can say to her yes. is. And he calls her a cunt <laughs> and hangs up the phone. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sam refused to see Sadie at the hospital. It's like friends off now, which I, I understand on Sam's end. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially because he wasn't speaking. He obviously went through something traumatic. This was probably like the light in his life. And then to find that out, even if you do have a oh, connection, boy. it's still like a betrayal, right? Yes. Sadie ends up telling Yeah, it hurts her. Sadie ends up telling her grandma about what happened. And I love her grandma. And her grandma cancels her afternoon because she's like some fancy real estate tycoon. And she takes her granddaughter out to lunch. Dov never called when he got back from winter vacation. Red flag. And he tells her that he needs to talk. Red flag. She goes over. She's looking hot. She's wearing a dress. He tells her that him and his wife are going to get back together. He's moving back to Israel and working on part two of his game. It was called like Dead Sea or something. Something like that, yeah. She decides to be cool about it because actually I supported this though. She wants to be cool about it because you never know when she might need a recommendation letter or run into him again, which I was like, that sucks. But like, she's in an industry that's male dominated. And unfortunately this guy has like a reputation for being on top, right? Mm -hmm. He's got that clout. Pap. Is that, is that another one? He's got pap. Oh, pap. I was like, pap. No, Pat. he's got a pat test. Probably should. He might. He convinces her to stay to play an. I called it an ARC, an advanced reader copy of his game, <laughs> or rather of a game, not his game. Um, <laughs> this sucks. I hated this. Dove ends up making yeah. a move on her, and she goes with it. And then she mentions how our biggest enemies are sometimes ourselves, which I was like, touche. And then she ends up in a cab going home. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking predator, man. Garbage. There, so far, there's been lots of, like, little pearls of wisdom. I've been loving that. Little, You're right. Little wisdom pearls. So, 
Sam sends Sadie an email pretty much saying like, hey, played your game. I want to talk about it. P.S. Glad we ran into each other. But then he signs it S.A.M. Which I was... I didn't mention that. That was like his um, high score name on the Donkey Kong machine. Uh, okay. There we go. Sorry. Okay, never mind. Figured that. it out now. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is this going to come back into play later? And then well, it's I totally video forgot game about name. it. Yeah. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. True. Um, now it's mid-January. So it's been two weeks and there's still no response from Sadie. So he sends another email to her. And at this point, he's played solution three times he has a bunch of notes that he wants to go over like he said um he says that the game is obviously very clever but he sees a bunch of small improvements that could be made um but at the same time he can see like all of her massive efforts that she's put toward it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um he wants he says that he wants to talk about the game on a macro level (laughs) Um, and says that the game could have greater complexity, like it could open other parts of the game if you take the moral path. Um, he's finding it kind of like unsatisfying in parts, like once you get your um, whatever status you are, he finds it That's a bit unsatisfying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Sam's excited by his ideas, and now he realizes that he'd love to make a game with Sadie. Um, now there's still no response to his two emails and usually he would take the hint, but he's essentially obsessed with solution. Um, and he feels that there's a reason that she gave him the game. So I better just show up at her apartment. (laughs) I know, I know, (laughs) I know, but her address Uh. was in the... It was in the read me little file, read me. right? Yeah, exactly. So, it I was mean, there. Why would she put it yeah. there if she didn't want him to? Just if she didn't up? want unannounced <laughs> guests, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Also, um, we don't find out until much later, but it is the nineties. Yes, it's nineteen ninety six. Yes, which I thought was weird to find out. Like in mm-hmm. what is it? Like in part two that we find that out? Because I, I, think I was so. thinking yeah, it was yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I was nope. like, how nope. this is going to go 30 years into the future? Like, it's going to be oh. actually in the future, but it's going to be from... Anyway. Um, so he gets to her apartment. She is very disheveled. And he is shocked because of the short period of time that he's last seen her, which was only six weeks. Um, she does let him in to rest his leg because he's like hobbled all the way across town to come and see her. Um, and she's just like, see yourself out, have sit down, but like, don't stay. Um, and also your coat is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So then she goes back to her depression cocoon and he's looking around her room and he says i'll be taking this and takes the emily blaster game and also notices a map on the wall Hmm. of la Hmm. hand drawn so then Hmm. hand drawn Hmm. um he this is back into the past he was invited to save Sadie's Sadie's bat mitzvah but he's like no I'm not going she even calls him and he's like 
don't uh, doesn't respond essentially um and she tells him that he can't be mad at her forever so are you coming or not essentially mm-hmm. um and he's like i grandma... will be mad at you forever so yeah i will be <laughs> you dare me yeah you dare me you <laughs> c word <laughs> i can't even say it i can't say it out loud why well i don't like it book. It was it's in the book. Me. It's not like coming it. from me. It's not the book. <laughs> it's coming from the book. Sorry. Um, his his grandma Bong Cha um, replied why for him on the invitation and even got him new duds and framed his maze drawing. No. And is essentially like you're going. It'll be good for you. Blah blah blah. He gets out of it by telling his grandpa that he's in pain. Then his grandpa ends up dropping the gift off. Cute. Okay, now back to current day. Um, his roommate Marks um, is telling him they're playing Emily Blaster, and he says, "Like your friend's talented, but like very strange." Um, and we find <laughs> out that Marks has always kept an eye on Sam. And he's helped him so much, but like while appearing not to be helping, like it's very under the radar. And like he calls his grandparents for him and he's just a swell guy. And it's like, oh, I just have these donations. I need to, do you need any of this stuff? And like, oh, he's such a nice. And when he goes away, he buys him restaurant gift cards. So he knows that he'll eat. That's a nice guy. Mark's. Um, so Sam opens up to him about Sadie and Mark tells him that she's depressed. Sam says, well, yeah, what do I do though? Like, help me. Doesn't he say something like you're good with friends or you're good with people or friends. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like humans, like help me essentially. Um, and he tells her to just keep checking on her and let her know that you're there. It's kind of like having a Tamagotchi. So you need to feed it and water it and give it (laughs) some pressure. Mm -hmm. So Sam does just that. He shows up. He's told to go away by Sadie, but he stays and reads his history work, which is on like Asian culture in America, which is just pretty much systemic racism. And that is a big part of the book. Another reason why he keeps coming back is the maze on the wall. And he says the next time that he talks to his grandma, he's going to tell her that Sadie liked my gift. So we find out it's she's he's brought it or she's brought it all around with her and moved it with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, On day five, she wasn't there and her roommate tells her that she's gone to the medical building and he... She, they're both happy about this um like breakthrough and he tells her that she's my oldest friend and i owe her and then on day 12 oh my pen was running out so i'm having a hard time um you should take your glasses off and then put them back on again see if yeah i think that's definitely oh on day (laughs) on day 12 Sadie finally asks if he stole Emily Blaster. And he said, mm-hmm. well, I borrowed it. Hmm. Sorry, not and sorry. On- sorry, not sorry. It's mine now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> on, on day 13, he draws her a maze 
and it's been years since he's drawn one. It's a maze from his apartment to her apartment. She opens up and says that she talked to the dean, and if she starts doing her work, schoolwork now, and her classes, she can still salvage the semester. Um, he asks her if he should stop coming at this point then, and she says no. Um, no, you dummy, like, don't stop coming and hanging out, but we need to, like, schedule time to hang out with me, like, I'm appreciating you. I'm not gonna be here anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna be here anymore. I don't want you to show up and not me not be here. Mm -hmm. um and then she says to him promise me we won't do this again no matter what and that means not going six years without talking again i cried i cried Mm -hmm. i cried Mm -hmm. and then at the end of that chapter she says let's hear what you thought about solution anything else there little squinter i can't read my (laughs) notes so nope (laughs) okay Okay, now we are in part two and part two is called influences so sam had wanted to tell sadie in december that they needed to make a game together but he decided to wait until march to tell her and this game will become ichigo Sam doesn't press to find out what happened in Sadie's dark month in the same way that she never pressed him when he was in the hospital. So they've got this mutual respect for one another, and I feel like they both are private people, and if they want to tell, they'll tell it, and they both respect that about one another. Sam had thought he would meet more Sadie Greens when their friendship ended. However, he had not, and that's when he realized what he had actually lost out of that. He knows that his teacher was right and that he does not love higher math, which is what he's studying. He needs to find something he loves so that he can pay back his debt for school, which is why he has a deadline of March to propose this game to Sadie. Sam wanted something, or rather somewhere, unique for his proposal to Sadie somewhere memorable for the inevitable sam and sadie lore that would come so at this point he's already like end game thinking like he's like Mm -hmm. a big thinker Mm -hmm. um mark suggested the glass flowers exhibit at harvard harvard did you look this up yes oh my god i want to go stunning let's go i would love to go let's go to mass to choose boston Boston. Boston, New Boston. England. Let's go to Boston. <laughs> Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So now we flip to an interview of Sadie telling how they went to the glass flowers and it was closed. Looks like Marks becomes the producer of the game. I wrote that. I guess she mentioned that in the interview. So Sam asks her and she says that she needs to think about it. Even though he knows, she'll say yes. And then he tells her that when she tells this story, she has to say it was at the glass flowers and that it was open, (laughs) which is funny. In the future, now we got a future, future thing. When she's 35, she visits the glass flowers, finally, and they are beautiful. An older woman went through the exhibit at the same time as Sadie and at the end remarks to her about, that was beautiful, but where are the glass flowers? 
they are so realistic that she thought that the flowers were real. And Sadie desperately, I know, if you haven't looked it up, look it up. It's very Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. But Sadie desperately wants to tell Sam this, but they aren't speaking. So something happens. They promised. They promised, though. On again, off again, on again, off again. On again, hot and cold, hot and cold. Hot and cold, yeah. Ichigo ends up being a genderless child that only knows a few words and can't read. They are from a small remote fishing village and a tsunami hits while they are playing and Ichigo is swept out to sea. Um, And that's how the game begins. And from that point, they have to find their way home. Um, But of course, this was not Sadie and Sam's first idea. This was probably about their thousandth idea. (laughs) So Sadie's problem was that she could tell you what was wrong with the game, but didn't know how to make a great game herself. And that her taste in games exceeded her ability at the time there's a statement in there saying that would she have even become a game designer without sam pushing her to keep going interesting um mm -hmm. sadie's adamant that it's not going to be a shooter game she's dove student through and through right to the Mm -hmm. core Mm-hmm. Um and Sam relents even though he enjoys shooter games. Um we find out that Sam enjoys petty theft. This I don't think has anything to do with the story, but I just think it's funny that he just stole a whiteboard right out of Harvard and just like <laughs> walked down the street with it. Him shuffling On wheels, along like it's his... massive. <laughs> yes, it yes, like it's it's massive. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Um and they start brainstorming and I just wrote this quote down and they were kind of saying like why make something if you don't believe that it could be great so they are like in 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 for it um but they both want different things from or sorry that statement means different things to each of them um for Sam, it means popularity. And for Sadie, it's the art of the perfect, or sorry, um, a great game. Um, Sadie's very worried about the timeline. And that's because they haven't made a decision at this point. Um, and she's the only one who knows what it takes to actually make a game and will be doing all the heavy lifting, essentially. So... Marks is in a play and they figure that they should go and support him since they are going to be using his apartment for this game building over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been trying, Sam has been trying very hard to keep them apart because Sam is a bit paranoid. Um, and he's wondering if they're going to like compare notes together and gang up on him and prefer each other over him. But that's not Mark's at all. Like, I don't think that that's even him. But that's Sam making up a narrative and like Mm -hmm. coming up with a story so in depth that he believes it. Yes. yes, I can't let that happen. Right. Exactly. That is a, that's a prime example of it Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, we find out that even though Marx is heavily into college theater, 
Um, he does not want to be an actor because of the racism that he has faced from his own equals through this whole time. He even changed his major to economics um, and he still loves the theater. Just he knows that that's not his path. Mm -hmm. And there's only limited roles for him to play as an Asian man, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, watching the play, there is a big storm in the play, um, and this gets Sadie thinking um, that their their game should start with a shipwreck or a storm. Sadie's enamored by the whole scene that she's watching on stage, and then Sam adds that there should be a tri- a child lost at sea. Sadie says a little girl. S- Sam says no, a little boy, and then they agree that they. The character should have no defined gender. Um, at dinner, Mark introduces himself as the producer, which is the first time Sadie is hearing this. That's not cool, um, Sam. That's not cool, Sam. No wonder they're going to compare notes. Just kidding. Mm. 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 Um, Mark's dad is also there, but he's more interested in the video game than Mark's play. We find out that he is a successful econom- econom- economist. <laughs> got it. I got it. You got, got it. You end. got it. You got it. Yeah. And that he re- has always regretted not jumping in on early video game profiles, portfolios. Sorry. Um, Sadie is kind of like, uh, like weirded out by this. And she's like, so like back to the play. Um, and he says that the storm was great and that it reminded him of his childhood being afraid to of being swept out to sea because he was raised in a small fishing town. Um, and then Sam pipes up and say, hey, says, hey, that's how our game starts. So interesting. We're getting mm-hmm. some... So Sadie is now moving, getting ready to move into the apartment for the summer that Marks has let her stay in his room. She is get keeps getting distracted though while packing and is staring at the hope uh the hoax hokusa wave, which is the great wave. Kanegawa. Which is also on the cover which, of the book. <laughs> Which is also on the cover of the book, and everybody's literally seen this woodprint. So, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, And she's saying and saying that she's inspired, and this is what the game should look like. So, this woodblock print sort of vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We find out that Sam and his mother arrived in LA in 1984 and stayed with his grandparents in K Town. Um, in K town, he was always the white cousin and in New York city where they lived previously, he was always the Chinese kid, which he feels like he doesn't fit in anywhere he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is the summer he found donkey Kong on a spiritual level and his life changed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one night in New York city. A woman jumped from her apartment right in front of Sam and his mom, and he still believes, or he still sees her in his dreams and has always wondered about her. 
Um, and he knew that she was the reason that they moved to LA. And when they were moving, his mom said to him, nothing bad will happen to us out here. Wrong. I'm assuming. Um, one birthday, his mom takes him out and this guy who looks very familiar to him comes up to him, comes up to them and apparently his name is George and it's a kind of an awkward situation. His mom's like, I was going to call you. And George says to Sam on the way out, if you have time, I'd like to have lunch, call my assistant essentially. And we find out that that is his dad. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Great relationship. Mm-hmm. Much effort. He's yes. Tons of effort. The, the most he's doing the most well he's doing, doing the, the least. most. Um, he's never felt any connection to him and we find out that he is an agent and his mom and him dated for six weeks and we also find out that Sam knows that his mom also considered having an abortion um, and he knew that George also wrote his mom a check for $10,000 and he has no ma- made no contributions since um, really cool. Yeah, they end up meeting for lunch. I wonder if it's at a Chili's, but anyways, wrong book. <laughs> maybe maybe um, an IHOP. Maybe an IHOP. Maybe. Um, he, he meets George for lunch, and he tells her tells Sam that your you know your mom doesn't make things easy. Um, do you want to come to my place in the boo? And see my place and meet my foin girlfriend. (laughs) And Sam's just like, okay, yeah, sure. And as George is leaving, he gives his son his business card and says, call me and my assistant will like figure everything out for us. (laughs) So not a dad, not a dad, just a sperm donor. (laughs) Yeah essentially yes that's i feel like that's how his whole family feels about him because when his grandma picks him up she tells sam that he she does not like george at all and sam then starts questioning like but i'm half of him he told me i'm half of him too and then sam's grandma tells him that he's perfect the way he is like she loves him and he feels like that is a lie Mm. yeah that's awkward mm. huh he's like mm-hmm. you're, you're, how old is he like 10 or something he's like trying to navigate yes. the world yeah that would suck no. all right so marks is coming back early from his internship he wants to crash on the couch of his own apartment because sadie had moved into his room but Sadie does not love this, which I would be the same because I don't like change. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not part of the plan. I don't like this. Mm-mm. So Sam tries to convince her that Marks is a resource and he does end up turning into a bit of a resource for them later on. So they come up with the child character for their game and Sadie spends some time on the specific walk that she wants the character to have. Um, she, she wants it to be unique and childlike, but still like functional when you're playing it so that you feel like engaged. 
Sam thinks it's how he walks and he tells her that in high school he used to get made fun of and they called it the Sam shuffle. She's like, no, no. And then she's like, you know what? He does kind of walk. The the kid does kind of walk like you, but I like it. Like almost Mm -hmm. um, embracing it. Yes, embracing him. Yeah. Yeah. His uniqueness instead of ostracizing him for it. She's Mm -hmm. like saying, but it makes you unique. Like it's cool. Mm -hmm. Marks comes back and he plays the game for the first time. What they've got of it so far. He comments that the walk is little Sam, which is kind of cute. But Sadie asks him not to say that. And he asks what 14 means that is on the back of the jersey that the child is wearing. Mark says 14 in Japanese. He says what that word is. I didn't write that down. I'm sorry. Um, And then he says what one four is. And he says one five sounds better that it is ichigo it also means strawberry they like this sadie and sam are done with that sadie never wanted to admit it but marks did help a lot that summer he did so much for them but the best thing he did was believe in them and i thought that was fucking cute Mm-hmm. they've got like a cute little friendship going on i'm down for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mark asks sam one night when sadie wasn't there what their relationship is he asks sam if he can ask sadie out sam says yes that he thinks she'll say no and then he says because they are colleagues maybe he shouldn't and marks agrees because he's like a good dude he's just like yeah sure sounds mm-hmm. good like doesn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. He's no dope. Sam, dope, yeah, dope, 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 dope. Sam explains that Marx seems to be obsessed with interesting things. Uh, kind of like a what's the joke? Like a golden retriever or something? Like squirrel, 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 like squirrel. shiny thing. You know? Yeah. Um, Marx thinks it would be fun to get to know Sadie, but doesn't put much thought into it because there are so many other people that he could get to know so i don't know though is that foreshadowing is something going to happen Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm. it's hard Mm -hmm. to say who knows could be a little yes could be a little no who knows little column a column b the storm was the last thing sadie worked on and they both knew that the game wouldn't be ready by the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Sadie's was struggling, is struggling. Um, her equipment can't keep up. And she shows um, Sam the be- intro of the storm. And he says that he doesn't feel anything when he looks at it. And obviously tensions are rising because everybody is literally not sleeping at all and she's just like well you try it then if you're so perfect fuck off essentially Mm -hmm. um then sadie obviously starts thinking like all of our ideas are so beautiful sam's work is so beautiful and it's my job to render all of all this into game form and she's barely slept in five months and she's still not going to finish it. So she's starting to like have a panic attack essentially and spiral, which fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Um, it, would, it would suck to have this like 
mm-hmm. grand project with these grand ideas, but you're the one who has to put it into fruition. Yeah. Like all the sh- she's it's all her- on her shoulders. Yeah. yeah, and she's still in her first year. Like yeah. she's still yeah. learning. Learn. So. Yeah, she's learning it all still. Yeah. Um, and so she has herself a little, a sneaky little J. Um, and Sam joins it joins her, but he doesn't partake in smoking. He never drinks and he doesn't even like to take aspirin. He pretty much just suffers through his pain that he feels all the day, all the way. Um she then confesses to him that it's her lighting and texture engine that is not good enough and that she's not good enough to making at making one yet um so sam that next day sam researches about engines and suggests that they borrow one but sadie is like vehemently against it she wants this all to be like completely original Um, so Sam is essentially self-taught at everything he does, and he always has learned by reverse engineering, and he always did that by watching his grandpa. Um, so he's trying to figure out what he can learn slash steal from things, and then he finds Dead Sea, which is Dov's game, and his engine... And then he brings this up to Sadie and is like, look at this engine. It's beautiful. This is perfect. This is what we need. And she's like, yeah, that's Dov's game. And the engine he uses is called Ulysses. And he designed it all himself. And he's my professor. So Sam's like, well, just call him. Like, come on. You know you want to. Like, just call him. So in the end... Sadie ends up emailing him. I hate it. I hate it. She could have just said, like, uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he says to come on over. I'm like, no, don't go. No, don't go. Yep. You're very much your age. Yeah, truly. Um, she tells Dov all about like what's up with um, Ichigo and he takes a look and he thinks it's fucking fantastic and he says that um, I know why you're here and that you want my engine and obviously that is what she wants he like kind of puts her down a bit by being like you know what I'm gonna say it would be perfect for your game but like it's lazy for you not to make your own engine essentially um but then at the end of that little sent at that conversation how could i deny my sadie when she comes to me in need is right so then at that point dov also becomes a producer and an equity partner so now she's tied to him for life. For life. How fun. Uh, yeah. Marx uh, immediately hates Dov because he's pretty much just a douchey wannabe. Like the look of him is like a wannabe he like nine inch nails. Pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like wannabe rocker, but his like cheap cologne puts Marx over the edge. Fair. Dov 
says to Sadie that she should take the next semester off and that he believes that you have something great here. And who cares if you're not the good girl anymore? I want to empower you. She and Sam go to Mark's and tell him that he's going to they're going to be taking the next semester off and that don't worry marks like i'll give you your room back don't worry because i'll stay at dove's now and apparently he has an extra room for her but the lie detector determined that that was a lie it was a lie (laughs) he had an empty spot in his fucking bed for her because his wife is in israel exactly true dad um but Marks ends up returning back to school that semester. So it's just Sam and Sadie taking the Sam off. All right. So it is almost a year to the day that they ran into each other in the subway station that their game, Ichigo, was completed. Sam and Sadie program the game until Sam's fingers literally bleed. So they are dedicated. Sam passes out on the street. Um... And his old advisor is standing over him when he comes to. He takes him to the medical building, and it turns out that Sam was malnourished. So he's all he's like breathing, sleeping, eating this game. He's not taking care of himself in any way. Literal blood, sweat, and tears. Literally. Literally. (laughs) I can never do it as good as you. You've got like a deep, like, you do it. Literally. 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 I don't you do it so good okay so then Marks hires his ex-girlfriend Zoe to create the score for the game and this score takes the game to the next level Sam and Sadie decide to change Ichigo's age throughout the game so that when they finally make it home after seven years they are unrecognizable to their family I guess this is unique, and it's also a lot more work to do this, um, but they think that it will make their game just like that much better. (sighs) After they are finished the game, they start debugging it, and then they are actually done, and that feeling would be so great! The last Um, checkmark on the to-do list. Right? So Sam walks Sadie home to Dobbs. She asks if he actually saw the magic eye, which I'm curious about that callback. Like, is it going to keep coming? He's like, of course I did. Why Why do you think I didn't? Even though they both know that he didn't. It's weird. Um, she tells him that she's glad he made her do this and that she loves him and that he doesn't need to say it back to her because she knows he loves her too. And he says, what does he say? That it's hard. She's like, it's, I know it's hard for you to say stuff like that. And he was like, devastatingly hard or something so that becomes his like response Mm -hmm. when she says that she loves him Mm -hmm. it's very cute so sam feels that the world might take your mother but it will give you something else in return and he is so happy having finished this game that he had a little pep in his step and he's skipping away and he fucking falls and passes out he and before he passes out, he has this like, or I guess after he passes out, he has a vision of his mother and whatever. Mm-hmm. So then we find out 
that Sam's mother's name was Anna Lee, and she had often thought about leaving New York for L.A. It seems like every time she thought about leaving, something would happen in New York that would make her fall in love with it all over again. However, as Chantel talked about earlier, this is when the woman lands on the ground in front of them, having jumped from a building. Um, I'm not going to go into it. There's a lot of detail, and it was, like, pretty horrific but anna sends sam to the bodega to call 911 and learns that the woman's name who fell her name is also anna lee um she asked why she did this and she said that she didn't know how else to leave and then she dies it's just like so tragic mm-hmm. um we find out that the shop owner gave sam quarters to play the mrs pac-man game in the back of the store because he was like really upset and that's just like the nicest thing to do ever like just give the kids some quarters um he tells anna he's going to quote play until he dies and anna thinks that's a good philosophy for your life so i mean she's not wrong (laughs) she's right she's right uh at this point is when anna is thinking about the logistics of moving back to la and what this means for her career but how she needs to do it i think to keep her son safe Sadie shows up at the apartment the next day, but nobody is there. It's kind of strange, but she's not overly worried. But then Mark shows up at one in the afternoon without Sam. Now she's worried. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Um, She is going to go look for Sam and she tells Mark to stay there um, and in case he calls. So she's wandering around, like calling for Sam, going all the places. A woman is even like, what does your dog look like? I'll keep an eye out for you. (laughs) Wrong. She's She's looking for Sam. Yeah. She does this until midnight and no dice. She has not felt she has not found Sam. When she get back, when she gets back, she tells Marks that she's worried and she feels like something bad has happened to him. Marks tries to like smooth things over with her and tells him tells her that you know that he likes his secrets I didn't even know that he was in a car accident his grandma had to tell me oof mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sadie ends up sleeping until 8 p.m the next day um, because she's so sleep deprived but during this time Marks has been playing Ichigo um, and he's super stoked, but then he's also like, uh, fuck, where's fucking Sam at the end? Because <laughs> he still isn't there. No, eight hours later, he's still not there. And then mm-hmm. ring, 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 banana phone. It's Sam. Turns out he broke his ankle and he had to have emergency surgery. And he just oh, didn't dang. want to worry anybody. Sadie's essentially like, well, you fucked up, you made us worried, and I'm going to murder you if you do this again. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he told tells them that visiting hours are pretty much over. So like, don't come. Plus, that doesn't give you enough time to get your timesheet together. So <laughs> fucking dogs. <laughs> it looks like you're talking into a dog's face. I am. <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyways okay so 
The doctors tell Sam that your foot and now your ankle really suck, so you should probably start considering other options, which I'm assuming is amputation, and that does not sound great. No, no. No. Because no. the um, army is so insecure. Yes, yeah. Um, Sam is definitely not stoked on having to rely on Sadie and Mark's even more. Um, and he is just feeling like super sad and lonely in this moment. And he wants Ichigo's life in, in this kind of sad spiral that he's in. But then Sam or sorry, Sadie and Mark's show up. So cute because there's only 15 yes. minutes left in visiting hours and they still come. Yes, there's That's only cute. a few minutes. And then, like, the nurse is like, I, this is cute. They obviously like all love each other so much. And, like, anyway, she, it, that was a cute part. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Sam's like, So, what do we do next? And they're all like, We show it to Dov, <laughs> which I'm like, Ew, I hate it. But I know, but he's like so essential because he's like their yes. foot in the door, right? Mm-hmm. More like foot in the dick. <laughs> yes. So she heads on over to his place and she's pretty un. Oh, right. Fuck this part. Ah, sorry. I don't remember. I don't remember. So Sadie and Dov are obviously back together. They're doing it, but Dov has a new game he likes to play oh, with oh, Sadie. Oh, 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 I remember. <sighs> Let's just say he likes to control everything that's going on. And there's handcuffs and other S&M stuff, I guess. He confesses to Sadie that he's leaving his wife. And they say at the same time, Sadie's like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And he says, I want to see you like exclusively now. They say this at like the same time. And she says that she can't go through another breakup with him. And he promises her that there won't be another breakup. Bah! Then hate it. Then he handcuffs her to the bed while he plays the game, which is 13 hours long. And she's naked. And she's naked. Yes. And she doesn't have a book or her phone or anything. Nothing. Well, I guess she no. wouldn't have a phone, but she doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. She's just handcuffed she has to nothing. a fucking bed naked. Yes. 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 Exactly. So she calls, uh, I guess she can reach a landline phone, calls Sam and says, like, I better stay here while he's playing it just in case he needs any help because he wants to go out and celebrate. But she's like, well, I should stay, which I'm like, AKA, tell him I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during her 13 hour handcuffed forced reflection, She's bothered by the fact that she had to use um, Ulysses and that his work would be involved in their game and that it would seem like 
he was the one who came up with the game. He was the mm-hmm. one, the driving force behind it. And of course, classic Dov, he wouldn't do anything to stop or fuel those rumors, right? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Classic Dov. So after he's done playing the game, Dov is literally crying. Um, And this is like making her so happy, essentially. She's made something that he admires. Um, And she's just feeling like all is well in this moment. And he says that he loves her and that he loves Ichigo and that they're going to make a lot of money. Uh, then doesn't he like ask her to ssd or something and she's yes, like um yeah. could you let me go though <laughs> yeah please yeah <laughs> yeah <sighs> like their relationship i don't like it one bit i never mentioned it no. but he also has a two-year-old son oh yeah there's a son involved <laughs> too yeah so, <sighs> so where do you see this going it does span 30 years I feel obviously, well, like we know Sam and Sadie aren't talking again at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Marx tries to like keep them on the same page because like throughout, I didn't mention this, but he pretty much like keeps him them all on track and everything mm-hmm. like that. But like, I wonder if he tries to like bridge the gap between them. I feel like Dov's going to like sabotage shit, make things harder that kind of vibe yeah i could i could see like dov not allowing sadie to like hang out with sam or something and she won't want to tell him what's going going. on and then sam probably thinks it's like the past and some charity work or something like i could see patterns Mm -hmm. repeating and dov being a major role in that yeah yeah i feel like something like that's gonna happen because yeah you can already see him trying to be controlling yeah But, like, they've already gotten the game done, and it's only the first quarter of the book. So, like, where does it go from here? Mm, And we can obviously tell that Ichigo is a success based on the interviews and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Dog does take credit for the whole game, and Sadie gets pushed to the sidelines, and that, like, upsets her, obviously. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that could be foreshadowing for sure. Like her being like very uncomfortable with the fact that she didn't want to use other engines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel bad for Sadie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel this bad. Book is so far exploring like gender, race. Yes, m- yeah, important topics. And then I wondered if Sam was like asexual because he doesn't like Sadie in a like more than friend type of way it doesn't seem like he's loves her but like doesn't Mm -hmm. love her in a sexual way I was wondering like he didn't seem to really I was wondering if maybe he was like so insecure that he like wouldn't allow himself to go there with her Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like he's so afraid of rejection that he wouldn't want to like but I don't know maybe that the asexual angle is something that I hadn't thought of that could be interesting because when Marx asked if he could ask her out it wasn't it didn't feel like he was jealous Mm -hmm. like he was kind of just like almost protecting everything you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And like it talked about Marx and all of his exes and how he just loves being with and like meeting new people and being Mm -hmm. with new people. And obviously we know that Sadie is under dum-dum's spell, but like it hasn't really talked anything about Sam. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll have to keep All right. Read the next bits. Mm-hmm. Okay, read the bits, bits and bobs, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.